Wolfpack, what's going on? We are beyond thrilled today to bring you a very special guest. Get inside the mind of former Jets GM and Dolphins Executive Vice President Mike Tannenbaum. Mike's currently the NFL front office insider with ESPN. He's also founded the 33rd team, the premier football food team, driven by numerous former, former coaches, execs, scouts, providing first-hand insight and knowledge that is unavailable anywhere else. It is truly an amazing site. You follow us and you have not checked that out yet, please go check out the33rdteam.com or on all your socials, the 33rd Team FB. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. How are you doing? Doing great. Great to be with you. Awesome. And with the draft coming up just a few days, it's just so exciting to be able to now pick the brain of someone who's been in those war rooms, scouted talent at the highest levels. You're now just going to bring your takes on the biggest 2022 rookies here with us. And I am just beyond thrilled. So I say we dive right into the top. It's a strong wide receiver class, according to most. Many saying it may even rival last year's in terms of depth of the position. So I'd love to start there. I'm just going to take on who's kind of your overall top five wide receivers in this class. What are your thoughts on the, the class in general here? It's a great class. What's super intriguing is if we were building a team for tomorrow, number one guy to me would be um, Garrett Wilson. If we're building a team for the next six years, we're going to take Jamison Williams to me, who's the closest to Tyreek Hill. So um, if Williams was healthy towards ACL, um, he would be maybe the second player picked in the draft. I think his speed is really weird in terms of he could outrun leverage. It, he's a tremendous, tremendous player. So, um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, Drake London, it's a great receiver class and can't wait for next Thursday to see how they come off the board. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have any? Kind of, I mean, after the last two years with Jamar Chase and Jefferson back-to-back -back years kind of breaking the rookie receiving record, is there any type of guy that you could see approaching that? I mean, it'd be pretty tough to top something like that. But do you see anyone in here capable of doing that as a rookie this year? Garrett Wilson, I think he's just so super polished. He's going to come in. He's fast. He has great hands, great route runner. Um, I think he's like Justin Jefferson. I, I don't see any holes in his game. I think he comes in and, you know, if the Jets take him at four, I think they they got a lot better immediately. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes, but that's somebody I put at the top of the list. Absolutely. He's actually at the top of my list too, so we're in full agreement. But that's an uh, very intriguing take there on Jamison Williams too. You know, the next five years, potentially the number one prospect as well down the road is the most explosive guy. Uh, a lot of people speculating that one of the biggest fantasy storylines here is who's going to go play with Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers over with the Chiefs and Packers. Is there anybody that you have a leaning, you think they're targeting? Have you heard any rumblings? for either of those two teams? Well, it's interesting. Um, the most re uh, receptions a rookie receiver has caught with Aaron Rodgers is 38. So I think from a Packer standpoint, it's going to take a minute. And that's why I think you're looking at guys that um, can help, but maybe it's going to be the back half of year one, maybe mm -hmm. not from day one. So I think someone like Jahan Dawson can be there, maybe Sky Moore from uh, Western Michigan, Christian Watson, uh, a bigger receiver, lower level guy that I, I like a lot. Um, those are some of the guys I think could be in that Green Bay, Kansas City range. Absolutely. Um, what about your favorite, just uh, whether it's one of those guys or even later than that, do you have a favorite kind of sleeper wide receiver who you could see blowing up onto the scene this year? Well, I don't know if he's a sleeper, but like John Mechie, he's another guy, started at Alabama, got hurt, but he has – like, again, if he was healthy, blazing speed, great hands, probably will go in the second round because of the injury. But I think when we look back again, I think John Mechie 
ironically like Jamison Williams because they're teammates. But again, long term, I really like both guys. Absolutely. We'll move our attention then over to the running backs. And I know a lot of people suggesting it's not the strongest of classes, but I'd still love to get your take here on the players. And the biggest one, at least in the fantasy community, that's getting tons of hype right now, is Brees Hall. He seems to be the top running back on a lot of lists. Would you agree with that? And what are your thoughts on Brees Hall? Yeah, he, he's really a dynamic player. He could catch. He could run. Um, I like him a lot. He has some elusiveness, can break tackles. He's a complete back. Now, in terms of exclu- um, someone who's explosive, like Dalvin Cook's younger brother, James, to me, is very explosive. Um, probably hasn't had like as well-rounded of a career as Brees Hall, um, but as well as Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. Those three guys, to me, are kind of clumped in there close together. I think all three will be really, really good pros, however. Really intriguing. So you mentioned, I'll pull up this banner here. You got in your top five so far, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and then James Cook, an interesting addition there. Is there any other two guys you'd say are locked into your top five, or is it kind of a mix there? You know, I like Brian Robinson next. I think Brian Robinson is a really good running back. He reminds me of a guy we had at the Dolphins, Jay tough, strong, physical. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. Um, He's maybe not as dynamic on the periphery. Uh, but between the tackles, I think he's going to be super, super productive. Awesome. And would he be your bet for the next Eli Mitchell? We saw him kind of blow up on the scene. Would that be more so James Cook? Would that be Brian Robinson? Is another name kind of pop up to mind? Or who do you think could be that sleeper of this class that blows up if he gets to the right spot? Yeah, it's hard to call somebody from, you know, Alabama a sleeper. But I don't think Brian Robinson's game talked about, like, you know, this other echelon of, of running back. So, to me, like Robinson, I think has a chance to be really productive because he's a guy that I thought did two things well when you evaluated back. He made people miss and he broke tackles. And if you could do those things, you should be able to play at the next level. Absolutely. Uh, and just a beast, too. A big bruising size. You know, I, I love that. Um, the, the way he can move for his size just is, is so special. So I'm with you. I really think he's getting overlooked right now. It could be a big steal for whoever lands him. Well, we'll move on to the, the quarterbacks. And similar to the running back class, a lot of people saying this is not the best class, but there's still tons of teams out there that need a starter. So who's kind of your top-rated QB in this class, and where do you expect him to land? Um, you know, it's interesting what you just said. I think Kenny Pickett, because he's a four-year starter, 49 starts, 42 touchdowns this year, only seven interceptions. To me, he would be – the number one quarterback, because I think he could come in and, and play right away. And do you think he'll go to, let's say, you know, the Panthers? I know he's popular mark there, or the Lions are at the top, still potentially needing a quarterback. You know, where do you, have you heard any rumors where you might see Kenny Pickett going? Yeah, I think six. I think when, when Matt Rule looks to his left and he sees Sam Darnold and he looks to his right and he sees Kenny Pickett, ironically, he had recruited him to, to Temple. So I think there's a Pickett-Matt Rule connection. Uh, very intriguing. Yeah, that's definitely a, Good dot to connect there. Malik Willis uh, is the next guy. And for fantasy purposes, often gets drafted in these rookie quote-unquote drafts uh, ahead of Kenny Pickett because he brings that that rushing upside. It's a more tantalizing skill set for us fantasy players given that, that rushing points crushes it in the, those formats. What's kind of your evaluation and expectation for Willis, and where would you love to see him land? Uh, boy, that's a good question. You know – you go in there and you say, right now, the, the teams that need a quarterback would be Seattle, Carolina, Detroit, maybe even Pittsburgh. So will somebody else trade up? Maybe, possibly. You know, we saw that last year with Chicago. Um, 
I do think the first quarterback could go as early at six. And boy, after that, it may take a bit. I see, you see, I think Detroit takes a quarterback, but I think he goes 32, not mm-hmm. two. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see a big, big gap there. Now, obviously, he's a smaller school guy, Malik Willis. How worried are you about that? Do you think he's going to make the jump to the pro level okay? Or are you worried about the lack of competition he's coming in with? Yeah, it's a great question. I like it long term, but I want, I'd love to see him sit for a year. Um, he struggled this year, you know, against Middle Tennessee State. He had those three interceptions. And I don't know, there's some things about his game that I think needs to be cleaned up. But I scouted him at the Senior Bowl. We did the game for ESPN. And boy, does he have a rocket arm. Yeah. Yeah. It just explodes off his hand. I'd love to see him go to Pittsburgh. It seems like, you know, with Trubisky there as a potential bridge, let him learn a bit. And then he goes into a good organization, great weapons. That's where I would love to see him land. Uh, after those top two, it seems like those are pretty the consensus top two. How would you rank the next three or four quarterbacks on your board? And where do you think you'll you'll see him land? By the way, I think I also owe you Isaiah Spiller because I don't only think I gave you four running backs. So let, let's make Spiller my fifth back. <laughs> and then let's go back to the – so we got Pickett, Willis, and then for me, Corral is three from Ole Miss. Matt Corral to me is um, quick twitch, did a lot of RPOs under Lane Kiffin, but I love his athleticism. Mm-hmm. And after that, I would draw a line. I like Ritter. I just wish Ritter was a little bit more consistent. But, boy, when you look at Ritter's A game, it's really good. I think he goes 32 to Detroit. And then I got Sam Howell as my fifth back, a fifth quarterback. So I now I gave you five running backs, five quarterbacks. We're all even. There we go. I love it. He gave it nice and even here. Uh, and that's exactly how I have them ranked, too, for what it's worth. And I do love Corral with that. Long-term upside, as you mentioned, the RPOs and whatnot. In fantasy, we call it the Konami code, how much of a cheat code is when you can find a, a quarterback that runs. And you mentioned Isaiah Spillard. I know he didn't test at the Combine. Do you think that's going to significantly hurt his draft stock? Like, How does that impact the prospect in your experience? Yeah, I, I his game is so explosive. Like, There's plenty of like – and one of the things I think the Rams have done a great job is they've gotten away from that time speed. You know, They don't even go to the Combine, and they look at play speed. And Spillard's play speed is very good. So – um, I, if I was picking him, I sure wish I had a time speed, but I don't think that's going to kill him at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm excited to see where he goes to. There's certainly some needy running back teams. And if that hasn't fall, see the bills in the second round, something of that nature, it'd be exciting in that offense. My goodness. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up here with some tight ends there. I know we, I mean, if you want to give me five, go for it. Cause I know that's how we've been doing it so far, but if it, you know, I know tight ends typically take a little longer to translate. They're not as fantasy viable, at least as rookies. But is there any two or three, if you want to get, if you want to give me five, go for it. But who are some tight ends you love this year? You know, just going back to like the senior bowl, like Trey McBride from Colorado State. He looks like a complete tight end. Dulwich from uh, UCLA is a great athlete, you know, like who could really move well. Um, this is not a great tight end class by any stretch. So, um, you know, we could start with them. I, I think McBride, though, has a chance to come in and probably be like the most impactful um of, of that group. Yeah. He's ranked at the top of most fantasy lists here. Uh, I'd love to see him go play somewhere like Justin Herbert or some of that nature at San Diego, maximize that vertical ability out of the seam would be great to see. Now, nope. if we're kind of boiling down, we covered all the positions here, but if you were a fantasy owner and you had your rookie draft coming up, you had to make your first overall pick. Who's the first guy without knowing where players have landed quite yet. But if you had to draft today, who, which rookie would you bet your money on is having the biggest impact in 2022? Garrett Wilson, and 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 not because of the long-term upside, but I think he's so polished. You don't see him drop the ball. He's a great route runner, very strong, very productive. 
yards after catch. Him and Drake London, you know, Drake London as a freshman played basketball for USC, so he's an above-the-rim player. I count London to uh, Mike Evans. I think he's a point scorer, which obviously translates really well to fantasy. Yeah, exactly. They're often going in the top three of fantasy drafts, and for good reason. Uh, again, I have both those guys, one, two in my receiver ranking, so we're in lockstep here with all that. And then we'll wrap it up with your biggest sleeper of the entire draft of any offensive position. Who's going to be a guy drafted late that you think you, you feel really strongly about? You know, if we go back to Matt Corral for a second, just from the value that he brings, mm-hmm. he got hurt in his last game. There's been some questions about his maturity, but if you look at Pickett, Willis, and him, it's very likely that he's going to be the best quarterback in this year's draft. And I don't think he goes higher than 32. So I think he's a little bit of a sleeper from a standpoint of he's a guy that to me won't go where he should. And when it's all said and done, he he very well could be the best guy. I would have said Carson strong before the senior bowl, but I thought in those inclement conditions, he didn't drive the ball the way I had hoped he was going to. So um, that's probably, you know, the only other quarterback is this Bailey Zappi who had an incredible year of production, um, but his arm isn't a big time arm. But if you're going to take a shot on a guy, you take a guy that set all sorts of records in his one season at Western Kentucky. Awesome, Mike. Well, thank you so much for joining here. I guess I got one more minute before our allotted time. So feel free to pass on this question, but I got to ask, is there any like, war room draft day stories, anything of that nature that stands out to you as either the wildest, the funniest, the craziest, Yep. Anything you'd like to share before we head out here? Yeah, it's a story of preparation. Laramie Tunsil, um, 2016. Unfortunately, a video comes out of him. We were prepared. He's a great person, made a mistake. We were able to capitalize on the opportunity to get the best player on the board um, at 13, despite him being number one on our board. Yeah, that was. I remember that. What a draft that was. Uh, and a value and what a player he's turning out to be. So great stuff. Well, Mike, is there anything you'd like to promote before heading out here? Any reminders of where our listeners can c- connect with you and find all your good stuff out there? Yeah, at Real Tannenbaum uh, on Twitter. And so I really appreciate you having me. I'm glad that you're a Boston sports fan. And uh, it's been great to be part of uh, being on with you. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you giving us the time today, Mike. Have a great rest of your weekend. And thanks again. All right. Thank you.